The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. For all y'all in Sweden, I know we have the E there next to the, you know, next to the um, podcast, but tonight's is a double <laughs> It's a double, a double E. e. Welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. We got Uncle Tony, LJ, lifts off this week. What's going on, guys? What's up? Man, just working too hard. You know, uh, before we before we got on, I, I, uh, uh, I we'll leave the betting side out. But Tony, you were letting us know that t- this is the uh, 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 betting what equinox? Is that what you the said? Sports equinox. NFL, Which is MLB, NHL, NBA, all on at the same time. You've got a couple weeks here where you can bet them all, baby. Well, and so the the gambling site, in in, in the way that you were telling us that they let you know this was uh, currently going on, they said it was the best time to be a sports gambler. <laughs> and we all three quickly uh, disagreed and said yes. it's the worst time the worst to be a time. gambler. To be a gambler. It's That's the correct. best time to be the sports book. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <Facts. laughs> uh, we got a lot to get into. We got some NFL to get into. We got um, possibly a little college stuff with uh, Ed O getting uh, leaving LSU. I don't know if we might we might touch on that. We got MLB playoffs going on. Uh, but before we get into some of that, though, I do want to I did want to point out. You know, you hate to see some of the. Um, the college athletes with the transfer portal, you know, they can leave midway through the season. You might see that happen with Spencer Rattler now that it looks like Lincoln Riley had a Heisman candidate as his backup quarterback with the, mm-hmm. the guy that just came in. Um, but why couldn't they all just handle it like the pros? You know, you could just handle it like Ben Simmons and it's just hold out for a long time, <laughs> then go to practice and not actually participate in any drills and have your cell phone in your pocket during practice and then after you get kicked out on practice on Tuesday for not doing drills, you allegedly go straight to the strip club because on a Tuesday afternoon in Philly, where else would you go? So, well, I wish the college kids could handle it like a professional, like Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I I thought Ben was just you know on a late lunch. Their best wings in town are at the strip club buffet. So. There we go, the lemon pepper Lou Williams I, wings. He couldn't help it, right? It was it. It was only place around. So. It was interesting. So it seemed, and we're not going to get into a big Philly talk here, but Ben Simmons seemed like he was uh, full on going to hold out. And I think maybe uh, he's with Clutch. So Rich Paul, his agent, might have 
there was a, a, a mistype in one of the texts where it's like each game you miss, you, I think he thought it was you missed 3,600. And then they, they clarify, it's like, no, it's 306,000 for each game. So, or three, <laughs> 360,000 or something. That, that extra zero made a difference. And Ben's uh-huh. like, all right, I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up. I'm not going to participate, <laughs> but I'm going to show up. <laughs> Pulling a Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, Joe Embiid uh, had a quote where he said, we're here to win, not babysit. So it seems like things are going great in right. Philadelphia <laughs> right now. Just fantastic. Um, but it's way too town. early. To, <laughs> right. It's way too early to talk basketball. It's hard to even get into basketball because we got, as Tony said, there's so much sports going on. Actually, the listener doesn't know this, but in the background, we got hockey going yes, on sir. in LJ's I, channel. So I'm trying watching to watching the Hawks. Let's go. Um, let's go NFL. So it looked like for just a little bit there, the Sunday was kind of looking boring. There wasn't a lot of great games going on. It mm. seemed like some blowouts, and then all of a sudden we had uh, the Panthers force overtime. Then we had the Cowboys Patriots was the most weirdest fun. I mean, it was also fun because the Cowboys ended up winning, but like just, it was like a, it was the pick six by the Cowboys. You're like, Oh look, they're going to win the very next play. They burned Trayvon Dix for a touchdown. Yeah. And then the Patriots symbol and that game was fun. The Sunday night game, it was kind of a clunker because you had Gino versus big Ben. I'm not sure which quarterback was better. Actually, I think <laughs> I'm pretty confident it was Gino. But that game ended up going to overtime. So it ended up being some fun. And then the Monday night game was great. So let's first just, uh, what what anything anything you want to talk about? I know we kind of want to get into some maybe MVP talk or, or Super Bowl contenders, but just uh, coming off Sunday Monday, uh, Tone, do you have any any games you wanted to, to bring up or you thoughts know, or players or y- anything? Yeah, we're going. We may talk about it a little bit later, but I, I I'm I'm coming to the realization now uh, after and and to, in all honesty, I was looking at football games in between drinking beers in Portland, so. Uh, so Which, I was, uh, real quick, uh, we might have a Portland story. Is that yes? Is that what I've heard? Yes, we oh, will. We'll save can't that wait. for later. <laughs> Hide the put a you know put the dogs and children to bed before that one starts. But, uh, <laughs> stick um, around for that stick one. Stick around for that one. But uh, but yeah, so it was just a, a hit and miss for me. But the one thing that I, I you know looking back at it and the things that I did see is it, is there's some significant you know we we talk about it each year, but I, I think. Things have settled down, and we're seeing more parity in some of these games. The mediocre teams are mediocre. The good teams are good, and there's one or two teams that might be rising or falling in there. But um, we're seeing a lot of you, you know uh, parity, and, and some folks say, "Well, that's kind of boring." But uh, actually, it makes it interesting that anybody on any given day can give someone some trouble. So uh, that's what I took out of it. But but so still some good play. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was it was one of those. Yeah, kind of weekends. LJ, uh, you have anything? Well, I just got to say specifically that that we uh, constantly say like I don't know about these Ravens, and we keep saying, "Man, these Chargers, good football team," and that was a blowout. I mean, that's absolutely. Uh, I I think we might need to graduate the Ravens up into the conversation. Is all I'm saying. That that was a shellac, and that yeah. was a blowout. Yeah. And I I think it may have been one of those. Kind of weird games where it just everything went right for the Ravens and everything yeah. went wrong for the Chargers. So I'm not ready to like write off the Chargers, but I am LJ like you. I'm ready to do what you're saying, which is the Ravens. I have question marks for them, but I, and we'll, we might get to my power rankings. I kind of want to just throw some power rankings oh. and have y'all just yeah. tell me what's wrong on it. Yeah, that'd um, be cool. Ravens may cr- they might pop in at number two ish or around wow. there because okay. I was just looking. So this was supposed to be. I I, I think one guy, you know. 
if you do sports talk shows, there you're you just you're coming up with takes nonstop. So there's going to be a lot of bad takes, a lot of good yeah. takes. One person happened to say, I think the thought in the end, it was like one of the NFL insiders on ESPN said, I think the thought is the NFL might be figuring out Lamar Jackson. <laughs> well. They they should have won week one. They blew that game against the Raiders. They should have won that one. That's the only loss they have on their on their schedule so far. And then week two, clutch fourth down to beat Patrick Mahomes on Sunday night. Week three, a game-winning drive in 64 seconds. Week four, they smoke a 3-0 Denver. Maybe a fraudulent 3-0, but week four, they don't have to say <laughs> Definitely that. fraudulent, no. That was a Jays week thing. Week five goes for 400 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Pretty much all in the fourth quarter in a – Great comeback on Monday night. And then week six, as LJ just said, blew out a Chargers team that we may have put one of their quarterback or their quarterback in the Hall of Fame and been calling them a Super Bowl team. So <laughs> I'm ready to say, yeah, the Ravens are scary for yeah. sure. Real yeah. football team. Real football team. I think they have, yeah, they've figured out the defensive uh, end of things here in the last couple of weeks. Uh, and so if they stay healthy on defense, uh, they're they're hard to stop, and it, we've talked before, man. If you can run in December, you've got an opportunity to beat anybody. We saw that last night with Tennessee, um, right? And King Henry, but um, but I I was listening to I was listening to a, a sportscast, and they were talking about you know if if you had they didn't give the odds, but if you had a parlay a, a player parlay that. Um, Devonte Freeman, Le'Veon Bell, and Latavius Murray would all score a touchdown. <laughs> in the same game you'd probably be a quitting your job today so um it was pretty amazing that that happened and so they're playing a great team game right now it's yeah. so i want to really ask you it. tony on that because it is wild that they're they have they basically they lost their three best running backs already like they're down they're mm-hmm. they're just picking guys up off the street and all these guys are names we've heard but they haven't really been a good running back in a while and they ran the ball really well last week against the charger team that again we were maybe the chargers just can't stop the run because nick chubb which chubb's really good but the browns did the same thing the week before mm-hmm. but uh, is that a thing where the ravens are showing running backs really aren't that valuable and you can run with anybody if you block right? Or is that a thing where when you have a guy like Lamar Jackson where defenses are that freaked out about yeah. Lamar just throwing a bomb or running a bomb on you every time that you you can kind of pick and choose who's that running back? Yeah, I, I'm not – you know, I'm not saying that you could have put anybody in Scottie Pippen's position and run that triangle and they'd have been an NBA uh, Hall of Famer, but there is something to the system. And yeah. so I think the way that Baltimore has uh, built that offensive line and built depth at the offensive line, uh, we've been talking about how they don't have any real skill position players outside of Lamar Jackson, but they spent their money in that front that front six or seven. And Mark Andrews is top five, top three tight end yeah. right now and can block. And mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah, they built that system. And so, yeah, to, a little bit of that, Kevin, I'd agree with it's, do you really need a running back? But what you need is a running back that knows the system and knows where to where to hit the hole and where where to make the yeah. cut and knows exactly what that lineman's doing and he's going to do his job. So, yeah. uh, I, I think it's a little bit of both. But um, it, you know, golly, when your when your first two running backs go down and you're filling them with a 600 yard Latavius Murray who's just been waiting for a chance, and then Devontae Freeman right. who's a thousand yard rusher, rusher, and we know Le'Veon Bell is a future Hall of Famer most likely. Uh, and man, it's nice to have those, right? Yeah. I think they're possibly, nice I saw LJ kind of, there could be a possible argument on Le'Veon Bell since his 
that's the for dominance time. kind of cut short. But yeah, fine, but fine, I get fine. what you're saying. I do, I He's, do feel what you're saying. And the Ravens are really interesting to me. I, I don't know what to do with them because I, I've been thinking that defense just couldn't hold up, but they look like they're they're well, figuring yeah. out the defense. Mm-hmm. I think Lamar is legit MVP candidate. I think Kyler's probably the favorite right now just because they're undefeated. undefeated. But yeah. Lamar, if you if you wanted to argue Lamar's MVP, it's hard it's hard to argue against that. Uh, yeah. The Ravens will play Cincy next week, which I think Cincy's actually just a decent team. So that'll be a fun game. That'll be yeah. fun yeah. to see. Yeah, they're heating yeah. up too. Um, another game I wanted to bring up, LJ, and I want to go to you first, just because you know this is in the uh, good old AFC West here. Uh-huh. But I think at about the same time in a lot of households on Sunday, it was right after uh, old Patty Mahomes threw another terrible intercept. It was one of those where you could throw the Follies music on the back end of it and it, it would <laughs> butter, fit perfectly on a Bill It was just like he fumbled the snap and then it was just ugly, ugly, ugly. But I think at the same time, and there was like, wait a minute, are, are people figuring out Mahomes? And it was a dumb thing to say. It was a dumb <laughs> thing for people to say out loud. But it happened. It happened in the house I was at. I think it happened in a lot of homes. And even uh, Spot Track, who I don't know if y'all know what Spot Track is, but it's like a website that like just basically dumps down contracts for all us people to know how much does someone get owed, mm-hmm. how much dead money's on it, like what would it cost a team to get rid of them? And Spot Track even put out like. Just a heads up, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. It would it would cost the Chiefs this much money to get out from Patrick Mahomes' contract, which that site never actually throws opinions out. But they only say that when like a guy's playing awful. Yeah. I think we can slow down on the has NFL figured out Patrick Mahomes I, right now. Mike Clay uh, at Mike Clay NFL. He works for ESPN, but. Which, granted, there is a 17th game this year, but Patrick Mahomes is on pace for a career high 51 pass touchdowns. The Chiefs are fifth in the league in scoring. He's third in the league in pass yards, 10th in completion percentage. Now, he is second in the league in interceptions behind only Zach Wilson, I believe. So that is an issue. But, no, I don't think the NFL has figured out Patrick Mahomes. LJ. What, what, what are your thoughts? They did come back in that second half, but where, where do you at with the uh, the Ravens? I can't think, I can't talk, but the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, obviously, uh, he is he is a talent that's not paralleled um, by uh, mere, Generational, mere mortals. Generational, and and I'd say that somewhat jokingly, but like also a hundred percent genuinely. I mean, he is unbelievably special. I think Patrick Mahomes' only problem right now is is that he has got like Tony Tony Romo syndrome, where he knows he's got to win these games for his team. He's got to do everything, and that's why he threw that ball wow. up there um, for that second interception. Is because he knows that if they don't go out there and score, they might not win a game. And so uh, you know he's he, he's got to do too much. And that's where we're getting some of this uh, this Patty Mahomes trying a little bit too hard, and and it's causing some issues here and there. I don't think that he's the source of their woes by any stretch. It's all on the right. defense, but um, but yeah, the the NFL has not figured him out. He just needs to take a deep breath and know that you can go, uh, you know, punt out a drive every now and again. Um, well, it's it's funny, and I want to get Tony. I want to get your thoughts on this because I know uh, you've watched a considerable amount of Chiefs in 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 this year. Uh, but it, I think Patrick Mahomes is possibly getting. So a lot of people, a lot of smart draft people who talk about the reason I missed on Patrick Mahomes or why why I didn't see Patrick Mahomes being this was because they said watching him at Texas Tech, that defense was so god awful mm-hmm. that he just he took a lot of chances, and he even said he was like I had to take chances. I I knew we needed to score 60 plus points to win. Mm-hmm. And so that meant don't want to. And I think we're seeing that 
Patrick Mahomes show up a little bit, and I think that's exactly where LJ is going. Is he thinks I got to score forty to win, mm-hmm. and so he's taking chances he didn't take last year, and so I think he's just fine. Andy Reid needs to make sure he he realizes the defense will they won't get good. I don't think they'll get good, <laughs> but they just have to get like not even average, just a little below average, yeah. and they'll be fine. The running game, I think, will get. I actually think Daryl Williams is it Daryl Williams. I think mm-hmm. he looked a little better than CHS looked so far this year. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll. What? Where are you at, Tony? They're three and three, I think, right now. But I think yeah. a lot of people are hard to cross them off of like Super Bowl contenders because it's still well. It's and Kansas top City, of that division Mahomes. is four and two, right? So they're not far back. Yeah, at this they're behind point. the the coachless Raiders right now. Well, and the, the Chargers right? and the Chargers and the Chargers. Yeah, but Tony, I, what do you think? Boy, I tell you what, LJ had a great. That was a great analogy uh, comparing him to Tony Romo. I I I think he could. Uh, I've know, always thought Tony Romo was also a generation. <laughs> I knew Kevin would like but, that. Yeah, I was going to say, other than I, I would have rather you said Brett Favre, but I get that sure, we've sure, got a few sure. years in between. Well, so Tony Romo good... got compared to Brett. This isn't a Tony Romo podcast. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah, but you know, the point is very, very well taken in that you've got a quarterback who's trying to do too much because the rest of his team, he's trying to carry him. And, it, 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 and so I think that's spot on. And, you know, we we see this – you've seen it in the past with quarterbacks that are as as good as those. Peyton Manning went through a, a mm-hmm. period of time until he got you – know, you know, he had um, Marvin Harrison and, and um, uh, Torrey Holt. And, and I think it was Torrey. Was it – or is it – yeah. No, uh, I think it was, uh, Reggie Wayne. Red, Reggie, Reggie Wayne. Wayne. Sorry. Yeah, you're thinking uh, getting, that was Kurt. I'm getting the Rams and the – yeah. sorry about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm halfway through my aviation. So, anyway um, – but uh, but you see that, and, and Mahomes has Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, so he can get himself out of a lot at that. But man, he j- you know he just needs a lot of help, and I think he'll figure that out. Favre went through it. Uh, Mahomes has had great success earlier than any any of those quarterbacks we've talked about Definitely. here, and and so I, I think he'll get there. But Roma had a just horrendous defense behind him. Uh, Manning had a horrendous defense there for a while until you you got the the sack guys on the defensive ends that are now mm-hmm. in the Hall of Fame, and uh, I, I think we'll see uh, that they'll get that figured out. But because Frank Clark, you know, they they really gambled on that and spent money, and, and that just hasn't panned out. It did two years ago or a year and a half ago, and then but it just hasn't it, it hasn't been able to last. And they they have got to find some, him some help on defense. But you can't you can't write them off. They certainly are still still in that talk and we got a trade deadline coming up you just don't know what might what might happen and uh, um uh marcellus i think just hit the market houston cut um uh, merciless merciless today so we'll see if he gets picked up chiefs would be the first one i would think to go after him if they've got the room but We'll see what happens. The trade deadline for them to get some defense. I help. just think it's and let's see what they they got the Titans coming up this week. Who the, if you have a bad defense, the Titans can put up some points on you. And Derrick Henry, we just saw, can keep a really good quarterback I, off the field. You know what? If I were the if I were the Chiefs, you know what I would do? I would just they give Derrick Henry the ball, just step out, let him score, yeah. and then come <laughs> back in and and run and take some time off and you'll score and then <laughs> just have the ball him, last yeah and then let him get Henry let him run again let him get like four or five hundred yards rushing by the time you get to the fourth quarter sucker's going to be tired and then it's like, okay now we'll play defense and and it'll be fine I, I don't know <laughs> but man if 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 you're out there with Derrick Henry I would 
I would bet it all on the on him this weekend. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, I just I, I would just caution, and this is something actually. Uh, me and pops were talking about this this weekend, um, but uh, that I would caution people on the Chiefs because. Th- it's a it's a classic way to lose money gambling where you just keep going this team this team it, whether it's football basketball boxing MMA it doesn't matter when you keep going this guy will figure it out and you keep mm-hmm. trusting what they've done mm-hmm. I mean I've watched McGregor do it to people all the like the last two fights where you go oh he's gonna figure it out he's still McGregor and sometimes that team's just not that team Mahomes is still that guy don't get me wrong but maybe this defense can't figure it out I'm not ready to say that yet but. Just be careful because you keep going. Oh, the the light will they'll flip the switch, and sometimes they they, they are flipping the switch. It's just there's no power to it. So yeah. be careful. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, let's see. Uh, we'll get to the power rankings. Some other games I wanted to. I, okay, well we don't really need to touch on this one. I just want to point it out that our man, I, I, I'll say my man has maybe a little bit of a joke, but Kirk Cousins had the perfect mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins game. Yeah, it was. <laughs> you look at his stats. He went. 33 for 48, 370 yards, three touchdowns, and no picks, was not sacked. But yet, they still somehow ended up in overtime. I think Kirk Cousins is going to find a way, whether it's coming back in a game or letting the other team come back. I don't know how it happens, but it's just going to happen every single week with the Vikings. They're going to be fun to watch. So every, pretty much about 2.45, just, just, I bet you can you set your clock to it, Red Zone's going to go, and let's go check in on the Minnesota game where the X team is driving to take the lead or something. It's just going to happen. And I'm not, it's hard to, to crap on Kirk Cousins because he had a great game, but I still don't trust him, LJ. Still don't trust him. I mean, that. it is what it is. I think, I, yep. I, I, it's hard to fight that. Those, those are big numbers. Those are Roethlisberger numbers. numbers. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, what, LJ, I, I know you had a game. I might have one more, but what, what were you going to say? What game well, it's not have? even necessarily the whole game, but did y'all hear what a uh, uh, fan of the podcast, Aaron Rodgers, said to the Bears fans this week? Ah, we do need, do need to have a conversation about that. Um <laughs> Yeah, so uh, LJ, can you just tell us what happened? I think you ran a touchdown in, right? Yeah, so he ran a touchdown in to, I think, basically cement the lead. Like, uh, they had a lead, but it, like, made it a a two-score game late in the game or something like that. I think maybe it was a four-point game, so if they could have stopped him on that third down, they would have kicked a field goal, and and Justin Fields would at least had a shot. Yeah, so it was was a big moment. Um, Runs it in himself. And then, as I understand it, as he tells it, um, he was getting the Eli Manning treatment as if he was in Philly. Um, he was getting the double bird from some lady in the, in the front of the stadium. So he starts yelling, we still own you. <laughs> I still own you. I've um, always owned you. <laughs> and there might've been an MF in there somewhere. You know? oh, God. It, is, it is so Aaron Rodgers. It's not even funny. <laughs> oh, it's not even funny. So I, I, one, I saw a picture where it was from behind and I, I, Aaron Rodgers really needs to give more people credit. There was not one lady giving him the double bird. There was a lot of bears fans <laughs> giving the bird right there. So he can credit that to a lot of people. Also LJ, do we really think Aaron Rodgers blacked out? I think yeah, he, no, had, no, no, he that's knew there was a BS. mic there. He said yeah. it where the mic would pick it up. Yeah. He knew exactly what yep. he was doing. And you know what? Looking at the stats, he's kind of right. You got to stop him if you want him to stop it. <laughs> I think that Uh, was probably LJ and you would know better being in Chicago, but from everything I've heard with bears fans, the worst part about it was like, 
it was kind of understood. Yeah, we know. We freaking hate you because you come in here and did the our, the two worst days of the year for a Bears fan is the two games they play Aaron Rodgers because yeah. it does seem like it's been he, it's been rough being in Chicago as a sports fan uh, because I just don't have any friends to talk to that are in good moods because <laughs> right. uh, the Cubs just floundered a whole year. The Sox yeah. uh, lost to the card. I mean the Astros, which everybody loves the Astros. Um, <laughs> and then and then we go and have a shot at taken down Aaron Rodgers here in Chicago and eh, eh, nope and nope, not only do you not nope. take him down but he gets a chance he, of course he ran the touchdown in yeah and was by the mic and he knew oh it's oh, so yeah. Aaron Rodgers yeah, so it, Tony. There, there hasn't been many oh, yeah. smiles here <laughs> no that's yeah typical it's whatever speaking of guys who happens to know where the uh where the camera is where the mic is and it's actually it's in uh, Uncle Tony's background right now of his of his uh, camera. But uh, Russ, did you see Russell Wilson doing the? He like did, he ran through a tube. He's out for the game with his thumb or finger injury. But before the game, the cameras happened to catch him doing a two minute drill by himself, where he's like kneeling in a huddle, acting like he's talking to a team, and he does like break and he walks out. Oh, Russell man. Wilson is so Russell Wilson. It hurts sometimes. <laughs> That's like a what's his uh, name the the old Washington quarterback that nobody likes who so would pump balls to himself. You know what I'm talking about? Sonny Jurgensen? No, no, not that old. I'm talking not like that old. <laughs> 2008 or something. Oh, uh, uh, Texas Tech or Baylor? Baylor guy? Oh, RG three? Yeah, RG three. He was like sitting there running practice drills with himself because nobody wanted to play with him. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so like. Russell Wilson's not doing that for a noon game. He's not doing that for a three game. He knew he's on Sunday night. The cameras are going to pick him up. And of course we got Chris Collinsworth and it's ah, so, so here's a guy, here's a guy that's going to prepare. Even if he's not playing, he's got to stay prepared. Just so, so oh Russell. Oh my gosh. So Russell. Hey, here's it. Here, I'll tell you this. So Russell Wilson though, he, he has all that stuff. He gets to go home to Ciara. Drew? Poor old Aaron Rodgers, Shailene Woodley. I, I, you know, no wonder Aaron Rodgers is in a bad mood. You oh, know, I, I'd be in a bad mood too. Um, let's see. I, it is interesting to, to point out that so they lost to the Steelers in a game they could have won, and they're going to play the Saints next week coming off a bye in New Orleans. If the Jaguars dropped, or I mean, if the Jaguars, if the Seahawks dropped to two and five after that Saints loss in the division we've talked about, it's not like their games are going to get easier. They're still going to play no. 49ers, Rams, Cardinals twice, Cardinals twice. I mean, it, it it's going to be tough to get back in the. It's just at some point the math is not in your favor, and yeah. even if Russell comes back, if you're if you're too far down in the hole, too bad. And and let's not. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that uh, they missed the playoffs this year and. Russell is back to asking for a trade because I think, as you mentioned, Ciara, I, I think she wants to get out of Seattle, and I think Russell wants to keep Ciara happy, and I understand that completely. I would too. Hundred percent. I don't know where he's going to go now. Um, <clears throat> well, if Las Vegas, if Las Vegas has a new coach, they might be looking for a new quarterback. So I would just that's interesting. True. Or Miami. I think Miami is a wonderful this time of year. I think it's also worth noting that the Jets have the free-falling Seahawks uh, first-round pick that they traded Jamal Adams, who announced himself as the greatest wow, in the world, yeah. um, for. So 
That was interesting that so Sunday night they record those way in advance. Yeah. I think they record at the beginning of the year, but he said like best in the nation or something, yeah, something best like in the world, whatever he said. Yeah. And as he's saying, which, you know, maybe you take the, the PFF grades with a grain of salt. But as you see his face saying best in the nation, it goes ranked 62 out of 85 <laughs> or something. That's just yeah. not the best look. But I saw if uh, if he gets uh, two more interceptions, he'll uh, tie Vince Wilfork's career interceptions. So, um, he, you know, <laughs> that, that is a stat right there. Um, and then before I know why I want to get the power rankings here, but then last thing was yeah. touch on the Monday night game just because I know we talked about it before we got on. So let's Titans beat the Bills thirty four to thirty one. Maybe a questionable decision to go for it at the end for on that fourth and one. We might get into that, but uh, I just want to take a second to say uh, I'm sorry. Do I need to do I need to call him King? Do I need to say King Henry or just Derek Henry or Mister Henry? I think you might not I, I use be, his name. Uh, I just until want to respect uh, earn his grace back. Well, and honestly, it's King been Henry. more of an issue for me, not him, because every single year I go. There's I, even like top four this year. I was like, I'm not even taking Derrick Henry top four in fantasy just because this is the year, which I said <laughs> last year also. This is the year where he's going to break down. He just can't keep doing this. He he runs too high. So he's going to get hurt. All that man does is run really. By the way, he, on that 70 yard touchdown, he came. I think they marked him at 21.8 miles per hour. Uh, yeah. That is like a Mack truck. That drives like a Ferrari. That is insane. I believe and I saw the stat was that it's the fastest any ball carrier has been this year. And that's yeah. also a man that people get out of the way as a business decision because yeah. he will put you on <laughs> on top ten plays for the rest of the year if you if you if you're not careful, yeah. especially yeah. as a defensive back. Yeah. I yeah on that run, you know what was funny is I forget the defensive back's name, and again I heard it on a sportscast today. We're talking about him. I, he he kind of he kind of sort of tried. You know, he's like, this guy's going to destroy me. So it's like, <laughs> touch it. Hey, here well, you go. Oops, I'm being think, blocked. And, and poof, I think it might goes. have been Lewis Riddick who made the point. One of them okay. said like, oh, he took a bad angle there. And I think one of them was like, well, I think he took a business decision angle. Yeah. Right he, <laughs> he, was, he purposely took just a little bit off of an angle because he really didn't want to see what that stiff arm was like. <laughs> Man, that was impressive. Derrick Henry is on pace to shat, which again we mentioned off the top. There, there is an extra game this year, so I, I, I think, and we, I think we talked about it before the season started that records are just going to get broken. And I don't know if Derrick Henry is going to keep this up, but he, he's currently putting up like numbers that you would see a Derrick Henry put up in high school, where he just keeps mm-hmm. running. He's <laughs> averaging 130 yards per game. That is insane. LJ, didn't you see? He's clearly the leading rusher in the NFL, but what didn't you say there was who's yeah. number two? Yeah, so this stat is wild. This comes from Ari Myrov. Uh Sorry if I said your name wrong. I don't know who you are at all in person. Um, <laughs> but uh, so the top, the top five rushing yard leaders after week six are Derrick Henry with 783, Derrick Henry after contact with 587, <laughs> Nick Chubb with 523, Zeke Elliott with 521 and Joe Mixon with 480. So that is crazy. <laughs> that <laughs> is a great stat. He's accounting for 40% of the Titans total yards so far. They're forward to, and he's accounting for 40% of their total yards and 56% of their touchdowns. He's probably accounting he, for 10% of all total yards in the NFL. Like it's <laughs> insane. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, that uh, real quick on that fourth and one. Did, did you get to, did y'all get to catch that? I Do y'all have any thoughts on it? Tony, what you what you think? <laughs> yeah, I I'm we were we had just arrived in the Little Rock Airport last night when that was going on. I made Cindy wait at the gate so I could watch it. So yeah, it was an important thing for us. So I got yelled at for that. But anyway, 
when you're on, when when you've been on ten hours worth of flights and you stop to watch a goal line kick, don't do it. Just don't do it. <laughs> Just, Just don't keep do walking. it. Um, but <laughs> anyway, let me, let me write that down. Yeah, write that down. <laughs> Just after don't a ten do hours it. of flights, don't stop to don't watch the last play it. of the game. Um, but anyway, yeah, it, I thought it was the right call. And, you know, Josh Allen uh, just – it just slipped. He just slipped or got caught up with one – I didn't get to – as I just said, I didn't get to, to you know, hang around and watch the replay. <laughs> but um, it looked like he just slipped and, and, and was unfortunate. But I thought it was the right, right call because, obviously, Derrick Henry is just – you're risking him popping another 60-yard run on you if you lose the coin toss and you're you're done and uh, – and so I, I thought it was the right call because the game would have been over right there if you score. And, but he just slipped. He just slipped. A, a huge win for Tennessee. Yeah. Huge win for Tennessee. Well, and it's one of those, it kind of goes back to us. We talked about the uh, the Arkansas Ole Miss game. When you're on the road, you haven't stopped the Titans. Like you said, you hadn't stopped Derrick Henry all day. Since the first quarter on, Titans have gone for 34 uh, points, and you just hadn't sh- stopped him at all. And you're going, I could kick the field goal and maybe go to overtime where – even at that point, you're. I feel like you're putting in a 50-50 shot on the coin toss because I, I felt whoever was getting the ball first is probably winning the game. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. fourth and one, I like my. If I'm the Bills' offense, I like my odds there. I like it, and I think you're right. They great defensive play. They kind of bust through the line, but also Josh Allen just slipped. I, I think more often than not, they get that first down. And and you know what? I if you lose that way, you lose that way. It's funny. The NFL fandom has got to a point where. Everyone wants you to go for the fourth down all the time until you don't get it. And they're like, what an idiot. Why'd he go for it? <laughs> yep. Yep. It's crazy. I just, that's how Twitter works after every single fourth down where it's either you're dumb for going for it or you're dumb for not going for it. Mm-hmm. When we're at a point where teams are going for it more than I think oh, more than ever, crazy. I can remember. Yeah. yeah. There are more guys and, and you know, there's a high school coach who's now coach at a uh, uh, division. Presbyterian division. or. Presbyterian College Division One. That's a very Kevin Kelly, who you know has has he actually punted one time this year. It was shocking to everybody that you even he even carries a punter. Why would you anyway? Uh, was he at Pulaski Academy back in Little Yeah, Rock? he was yeah. a PA. Yeah, and never punted. But it, it just I, th- I think more and more guys are going uh, with with the statistics and the uh, and looking at the odds, and so we are seeing more people go. And within a certain distance of fourth and whatever within a certain range, and they've got their logistics down. They've got the specifics of when they need to make those plays and when they don't. And I, I see we are going seeing more fourth, and we are seeing more going for twos because of that. And I think that also has to do with the amount of scoring that's going on in the NFL uh, defense right now, as in this cycle of the game. Defense is not as important as offense, and so everybody can score a lot of points. The rules are set that way, so I think you're seeing more and more of that going forward on fourth down. Yeah, I mean, if you're the Bills and it's a ten to seven game, yeah, maybe I kick that field goal and go to overtime. It's thirty four to thirty one. So, yeah, it is interesting, LJ. That I mean, like you see a guy like Staley at uh, at LA Chargers. He he's decided I'm just going to be that guy that goes for it when the numbers say go for it. I go for it and. Twice again, he was. I think through the first four weeks, they were eight for eight on fourth down conversions, which even he will tell you, which I think he's a numbers guy, he'll tell you that's not sustainable. But we do think we're at a higher rate of getting it. Mm. They went for it twice in their own territory against the Ravens and didn't get it. And both times ended up for being a touchdown for one of them for Ladavius Murray, one of them for Le'Veon Bell. And that was just two parts of that parlay that Tony played. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> 
But so I, I think it'd be, what I think is interesting is does Staley seems like a guy, he's going to keep going for it. He just what whatever the numbers say, do it. The problem I have is when you have a guy like oh Mike McCarthy who for three quarters of the game we're like fourth and one we go for it. That's what we do. We're power football, and then all of a sudden fourth and one we have a chance at like a sixty yard field goal and just. Justin, we don't have Justin Tucker as our kicker. Uh, and we decide we don't go for it on fourth and one anymore. We kick field goals and we mm-hmm. missed it. I I think you need to have a logic and you just go, we are a team that goes for it or we're not. Because your players need to know it. That need to be like Dak Prescott's looking back like, well, we sometimes go for it here, but sometimes we don't. We, we kind of just are it, willy-nilly. And that is, I think, a perfect way to describe Mike McCarthy is willy-nilly. <laughs> at the time, he doesn't know what he's doing out there, so... There's a there's a method to the madness. Yeah, I, there's some, there's a lot of we, madness. Yeah, we haven't talked Razorbacks yet. Don't know if we need to, but I what you just said about McCarthy, I think happened to the Razorback coaching staff this weekend. So, um, yeah, to me and and the good coaches, they believe the system. They're going to play that system until it's played out. It's just like you, you, when you go to a coin toss, you're either calling heads or you're calling tails. If you flip-flop between heads and tails without having some type of, okay, the pattern has been 27 heads, so I'm going to tails, you, you're going to lose. And, yeah, you're changing uh, and lanes so, in the first scene of office space. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You've got to, if you you've know, got to stay you know. with it. you got to stay with it. <laughs> um, all right, let's get to, I want to go, I'm, I'm, so here's how we'll do this. I think I'm just going to go, here are my power rankings. I can't wait. And y'all just tell me like the the stupid ones, the ones you agree on, whatever. We'll just be open field. So, number one, and maybe I'm doing this just because they are the sole undefeated team left, but also I'm impressed with them, Cardinals. Does anyone have a disagreement with Cardinals being number one on the power rankings? I do not. I don't know who I I put over them. I don't. I mean, you know. yeah. Yeah. Still still got to think it's the most powerful conference in the NFL with them and the Rams and the 49ers have had some injury issues even and the Seahawks now as well with Russell Wilson out but oh yeah, Cardinals number 1 no doubt. Mm-hmm. The the defense is what I think is is what's been what's been uh impressive. They've only allowed 109 points. That's amazing. Yeah, in the words of well, JJ Watson, they yeah. keep saying uh, that we have, like, they keep making excuses why we're winning. Maybe we're just better. Maybe we're just better. Well, and that's a team where you're saying, like, if you're stopping people, I really feel confident that they're going to get you, if not 30, right around 30 points. So if you can yeah. hold people to, you know, we're not even saying hold them to 10, which they have been doing a lot lately. Yeah. But even if you can hold them to 20, I still feel pretty confident that Kyler Murray is going to get you those touchdowns. And then, Last week we saw, which the Browns are very banged up. They're like the 49ers from last year where they're like on to the third running back and second quarterback and fourth receiver. Yeah. But they, the Cardinals, it's a, yet again, they've beat a good team badly. And that's what the good teams end up doing usually is they yeah. just dominate. And now they got yeah. the Texans this week. So they'll probably, I think they're favored by like some astronomical number. I think it's like minus 18 well, or something. Now so. the Browns are on the ropes against the Broncos because they got beat so badly by the Cardinals. So. <laughs> And they last week's defense, I think Chandler Jones was out with the COVID protocol. And J.J. Watt's kind of playing like J.J. Watt. Like, it doesn't look like a washed-up defensive end. He looks like he's pretty good mm-hmm. up there, there. So, they're interesting. So, we're in agreement there. Cardinals at number one. Number two, I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. I just – they really should be undefeated also. I think they blew that game against the Raiders. And I really like – the wins they've had are all pretty good wins to me. 
LJ, what do you think? Man, I wanted to call you stupid uh, throughout this whole uh, situation. <laughs> I I don't know who I'd put over the Ravens besides the Get ready. The you can Cardinals. call me stupid with the next pick. Trust okay, me. I can't I wait. I think you'll okay. disagree with that one. Cool, cool, cool. But I, I kind of like that pick too. I, I, I think we haven't given enough respect. I think they're up there for sure. I mean, there's some teams well, I put in that ballpark now. Where like I'm, but but yeah, I don't I don't say that. I, it was kind of interesting. I I feel like the Ravens. I had both them in both the the bird teams in the same kind of category. Where I was like, they keep finding ways to win. Well, <laughs> LJ said it perfectly. Maybe they're just winning because they're good. Maybe they're not just finding ways to win. Maybe that's just a good team. And I thought they beat the Colts. Where the Colts, I think, are kind of figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And the Ravens came back and beat them on Monday night. And then that Charger game. Maybe it was fluky, but 34 to 6 is, is a straight up butt kicking. Yeah. And that was a team I was calling Super Bowl contender just a week ago. So, yeah. Tony, do you like them at two or are you iffy on it? You like it? Mm, I'm st- I'm a little iffy on them being the number number two. I, we'll see where the rest of the ranking goes. I, 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 again, I think the Cardinals are separated, but there's five teams right here. There is that a bubble here. Two For to sure. Six I agree or seven, with that. I think, yeah. This is where I feel pretty confidently I'm going to get disagreed on. Cowboys uh, is a Cowboys number three oh my is the God. Dallas Cowboys. No, Dallas Cowboys. No, Dallas Cowboys. They are. I think they are the most balanced offense. I True. think they're. Pro- I probably think that I would say they're the best offense right now in football. The, the issue is, I, I'm a little, and we've talked about this at nauseum. The defense is kind of opportunistic. I don't like Trayvon Diggs has had a great year. He's putting up like historical numbers. Like no one's ever done what he's done. He's also, I think, number five in yards allowed by cornerback. So he <laughs> he takes a lot of chances. Now, you can do that when you're getting an interception every single game, but there's a reason people throw at him because he does let people get open, as you saw the play after his pick six where he gave <laughs> up a touchdown. So it, it happens. But I think, they're, I think they're a really good team. I think they have a lot of injuries on defense. They're going to get better. I, LJ, you say there's no way they're three? How high would you even put them? Oh, I think, I think I'd be happy with the Cowboys sitting at like six, personally. I mean, I don't know exactly who those teams above them are, but but I don't feel like they're the number three team in the NFL right now. I just don't. I will I don't say three to six was the hardest for me to rank. Three to six was where I really, I felt like I could have put six at three and I could have put maybe three at six. But Cowboys got there because I just think they're the most complete offense. Tony, what do you think? Uh, you know, this was good. And so I'm glad you brought it up because here's what I'm going to say. I'm back on the bandwagon. Oh, I think. You know, you, you you go to New England and beat the Patriots. Regardless, that's a game the Cowboys lose every single time. Of every single time, regardless of how good or bad the Patriots are, you go to New England and win that game, win it in overtime. Uh, it, I I think that's that's saying something that they do. They are going to have to get healthier on defense if they can rush the quarterback. Uh, I think Diggs gets better over the year. Rookies do. By the time if he's still healthy, by the time we get to Week Seventeen. Uh, the Cowboys could be could be a power, and they do have as long as those four guys: uh, Prescott, uh, uh, Lamb, Cooper, and Elliott stay healthy, relatively healthy. I, there's no reason why they couldn't uh, be playing the Cardinals uh, in the NFC Championship. There's no reason. I, I I'm not saying that, but boy, they looked really good, and so I'm all, all about. They're one of the said- top five teams in the, in the NFL. All this being said, on the final play of that game, Dak Prescott seemed to be limping. He was in, I, he was in a walking boot. I, they said the MRI was clean and he would have played it had the game kept going on. But it was a calf injury, which those can linger around. 
And my thoughts on the Cowboys change dramatically if it's Cooper Rush in there calling the shots. So. Well, shit, I wish you'd have said that before I said all that. But so, you're absolutely right. No, actually, moving they to don't have the power, a powerful enough defense to survive any of those, one of those three guys on offense going down. Moving number four, and this is a team where you could say I have them too high, but I'm not I'm not discrediting too much for the loss on Monday night. I still have the Bills at number four because I think all-around teams oh, yeah. are still I'd there. say Bills are my number three, personally. I You could argue with the Bills being number two, honestly, yeah. and that's where I was going to ask you about. I, these next set, and you probably got one more you're going to talk about, um, but uh, I, I could agree with the Bills being number two, even with those losses, because – I. Look, he slipped, yeah. and uh, that is tough playing it in, in Tennessee. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I really still – I really like the Bills. That that defense is still pretty good. Uh, Derrick Henry is just a monster right now, and, and so I, I still think the Bills are a top – Top well, five team, top the, top three for sure. The Bills have scored uh, 105 more points than they've given up, and that's that's no one's even close to that in the rest yeah. of the NFL. I mean, that's insane. The yeah. reason I dropped them was the reason I, my reasoning on the Cowboys above them was just they they scare me a little bit because they, they don't have a run game. There is a flaw they, in their yeah, offense where true. they don't have a run game. Where I don't think the Cowboys have that flaw, but defensively. Even though they did give up a crap ton of Derrick Henry, join the club. Yeah, Derrick Henry's uh, going to win some games. He's just going to do it. I still no think that Bills game. defense is good. Yeah. I think that Bills defense yeah. is really good. And yeah. Josh Allen has yeah. – that first game gave me a little scare against the Steelers, but I think that was the the yeah. abnormal thing. Josh Allen of last year is still that guy that we're seeing at quarterback this year. Yeah. And yeah. so I, I still really like them. Yeah. And then number five, the only reason I put the Bucks at five instead of a little higher is because the pass defense. It's the same thing with yeah. the flaw on the Bills with no run offense. You can't stop anybody from passing. It means you can't quite put anybody out of the game. Anybody can maybe come back. So I, I got Bucks at five. Bucks five, Chargers six, Packers seven is kind of where I go. So Rams at eight. I was about to say Rams are low. Okay. Now, yeah, that's where I disagree. I, I think the Rams – should be in the top five. I think I agree. I, with that. I think I, I think the Rams are in the top five because of the defense. Because you've got two again, not one, but two of the best players in the NFL on the defense in Jalen Ramsey and uh, Aaron Donald. Right. And then to turn that with um, you know a, a very a very balanced offense. Uh, it's it's not the Cowboys, no doubt about it. It's not the Cowboys, but um you, you've got Woods and Co- and Cooper Cup and uh Daryl Henderson is proving to be very uh, uh very dependable as that as that change of pace back or what they need in a back. Uh so I I still I, I think that the Rams are top five. I agree. I would you know I would, I would I would have them and the Bucks there with the Cowboys and the Bills. Look looking at it, LJ, I, I think I think I, I got I, so I watched I watched pretty much that entire Cardinals Rams game earlier this year yeah. where the Cardinals just boat raced them and look at their schedule that's their only loss every other one's been by two scores except for they did have the Colts for a three point game but they've had a good they've had a good year and that Cardinals game came after the game against the Bucks where I felt like they they really got up for that Bucks yeah. game mm-hmm. and I don't think they were down for the Cardinals but then the Cardinals really got up for that Rams game in the same way. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that might have just been a schedule loss more than a, a loss loss. Yeah. So I think yeah. y'all are probably right because also Henderson looks adequate at running back for them. I don't think he's great, but he looks adequate I, back there. Very much so. Very much so. Do you wonder, LJ, there's a little bit to me watching Stafford where there's at at times 
at times I see like, oh, this is the Stafford and the McVay offense. This is great. Every now and then a little bit of like, oh, maybe this is why the Stafford never turned it around at the Lions. He, he makes has some moments where I kind of go, maybe he's not quite on that uh, top five quarterback range. Well, I, I haven't sat down and watched the Rams play uh, a full game too many times, so I don't know if I've noticed that, but I'll, I'll definitely keep an eye out for it. They, I, they're too low. They're way too low on my, they shouldn't be below the Packers. They shouldn't be below the chargers, especially the chargers showed us they have flaws stopping the run. So, and, and I think yeah. Mike Williams, as we've been saying, I think Mike Williams got hurt this weekend and we've been saying that offense is great. If Mike Williams stays healthy, which he hasn't done his entire what was career. It? Was that the, you got to play 16 games this year. You get one, one game off. Yep. 17 yeah. games. You get one game off. Yep. <laughs> yep. We're seeing that happen. <laughs> So, and, and then the, the, but I, I, I was it what I did write down was in this powering. So these are the teams, the Cardinals, Ravens, Cowboys, Bills, Bucks, Chargers, Packers, Rams. And I'm going to throw the chiefs in there just because of the chiefs. Those are the only teams that can win a super bowl. I don't, is there any other team y'all think Ooh. could win a super bowl this year? Some of the, the mentions could be the Titans, Bengals, well, Raiders, say, think, Saints, Browns, it's hard to, Niners. It's hard to trust that Derrick Henry can keep this going. For another year for this long, but I know that me saying that means that he will. So you just you remember the part of the podcast where we all apologized for saying that. Yeah, yeah, just, no, I'm just saying. And it's just like and the other thing I was, you know, I, I want to doubt the Chiefs as well. Um, but doing that is just exactly what turns Patrick Mahomes on. So um I I, I do think that those are potential uh potential champions, uh both of those teams. Oh, you did say that the Chiefs are in that list. Uh I think that I put the Chiefs like on the on the cusp. They're in, but they're kind of like Right, they, they they could get pushed out if they if they would have lost that Redskins game or Washington football team game. I mean, there will be I a team that'll get them. hot. I I wouldn't be surprised if it's maybe like uh you know it could be the Vikings or the Saints or something like that. You get hot at the right time, you you might can make a run for it. I don't know, but uh, but th- I think you got a good list. You got a good top list. Well, and and oh, as much as I crap on Kirky, he has some serious weapon. Like yeah. Justin Jefferson and Thielen are both really good receivers. I don't know where they, they fall on like the top 10 or whatever, but they're both really good. And uh-huh. Dalvin cook and his backup, Alexander Madison are both really good running backs. So they're, yeah. if they, if, if Zimmer, which is a defensive coach figures out the defense, I, I don't trust Kirk cousins, but it wouldn't shock me if he keeps putting up these stat lines where I have to just put a sock in my mouth and shut up about them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did want to go into real quick. Cause I think this could be an interesting discussion mainly because I want to know LJ's thoughts. Uh, first coach fired. If, if you had to pick cause because technically Gruden didn't get fired. Correct. They mutually decided that he resigned. Mm-hmm. So the first coach fired. And I think my, uh, the coach I might say, LJ, could disappoint you. Oh, no, you're not. Okay, well, I'll, I'll give you an answer. I think it's possible oh. it's Vic Fangio. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think if they lose to a depleted Browns team on Thursday and the wheels start falling off, I think that's a good roster. And Well, it's a good roster with everybody still on the sidelines. You've only got like Von Miller and Teddy Bridgewater still playing. Um, I'd- I'm worried Von Miller maybe isn't that guy anymore okay we'll see about that i mean i still think he's playing pretty well but i i don't think vic fangio's out i don't think so um i think that uh he the, he doesn't look great right now he's not like he, he his next year you know he's got to be worried about but i think he makes it through this year pretty easily i think a, an obvious choice was possibly someone that lives in the same uh area well i'm not sure not area it's not like you and matt Nagy live in the yeah, same yeah, neighborhood no, yeah we live in the same neighborhood Chicago. yeah <laughs> 
Well, well, let me, instead of saying, throwing a Matt Nagy in there and trying to lead you somewhere, who would be your name? Well, that is my answer. No, that's definitely my answer. And I I don't know if he'd necessarily get fired or not, but uh, he could get, what was his name? Steve Ballmer. He could get chased out of Chicago um, pretty soon. So, um, I mean, everybody's talking about how the problem with the Bears is Nagy. That is everybody's opinion that I've talked to. So I think he's gone soon. I was reading something that apparently the the Bears ownership's not, and I don't really know this to be fact or not, but the Bears ownership's not the ownership to the owners to fire someone midseason. But I would totally get, it It does seem like he's lost that locker room. He says things things post-game where like, he gave the the offensive play calling to Bill Lazor, I think that's his name, and, the, and Justin Fields looked, good again and then after the game instead of just saying yeah we switched over the play calling and bill laser had a great game props to my guy my guy on my coach staff who i brought here he was like well you know it still goes through me i still have final say on things and it was just it seemed like a guy yeah. who was very insecure about his job and usually when you're insecure about your job it's for good reasons because yeah. you yeah <laughs> you he need to be a, he pulled a houston nut <laughs> i called that play chuck i called that play I have another possible name, but Tony, has, have we said anybody that you were possibly thinking could be first coach fired? I I personally think I have the leading candidate. Ooh. I might agree. I might who you got? Joe Judge. It's possible. That's a good, it's very that's possible. A good chance. That's and a good here's chance. and here's why I say because he came out today and said, and, and this is to me is the telltale sign. When a coach comes out and says, Yeah, we, we gotta get better. Yeah, dude, you're done. Your yeah. history. When you know it, say, yeah, we, we, yeah, it's on me. We got to get better. Yeah. That, that's cool in the, in college and high school because you go back in the locker room and said, look, you son of, you're going to cost me my job. Do you like Do you want, you got to play for me? Like, and, and kids will do that. But pros will say, yeah, motherfucker, it's your fault. You're yeah. calling lousy plays. You got us in setups we don't have. You're not prepared for the game. We don't know what they're running out there. I think Joe Judge is gone. And and so here's what we'll find out. Either Joe Judge is gone or Jason Garrett is gone. And either it, it, and then one or the other. Are we say, oh, we might get head interim coach. head coach? I just, like Jason Garrett wow. interim I, head oh coach. Oh my god. Yeah. So, oh, so wow. that's I, I I suspect that's probably that Joe Judge will be gone and Jason Garrett will be the interim. Wow. And, and we'll see it we'll see him go five hundred over the last few games, and then the New York Giants are in that kind of uh kind of hell that the Cowboys were in where is nine and seven really good enough for us to keep this guy? Well, and, and they won't even go 500. They'll, they'll, actually to a better win, they'll go 500 for the season because he'll win <laughs> a lot of the last games and then he'll earn this job yeah. for the next year. And then, yeah, yeah it's going to be a decade of giants head coach, yeah. Jason Garrett. <laughs> I will say this. as, as a Cowboys fan, I would love for that to <laughs> yeah, play absolutely. out in that exact way. Absolutely. I, the reason I think you're, go you could be right, Tony is, Joe, it seems like Joe Judge did the classic where he fooled the owner and GM of I am the next Bill Belichick. I'm bringing this method in. And uh-huh. I think that is the quickest way when you're not really that guy to lose a yeah. locker room. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was what he did. He's done, a, he's done a lot of this where it's like running guys after after games and stuff. And it's like, well, hold on a little bit there. And then, but it's what he did this past week where they were down 38 to 3. 38 to three, and they have injuries all over the offensive line. Daniel Jones, who's actually had moments this year to make you think maybe Daniel Jones could be a guy. And you still got Daniel Jones out there just getting crushed when you've lost Eric. Tony's hurt. You got there, there I can't remember his name at the moment. The receiver they just brought in from Beach kind of banged up. Kenny Saquon's Galvin. hurt. 
Everybody's hurt, and you still got your quarterback, who, by the way, just came off a concussion the week before where he looked like somebody walking out the bar at 4 a.m. and maybe shouldn't have been playing against Aaron Donald. <laughs> and he's just still getting crushed. I I just think when you're a player, you know at one and five, you're all playing for your future and playing for a future job. Yeah. And if a guy's willing to roll you out there and just keep getting crushed, you might not have too much of a future if you're not able. The best ability is availability. <laughs> yeah. And I just think I think he's lost that locker room. And I, I think also Gettleman could get the boot. And so if you're going to hire a new GM, you're probably going to go new quarterback. If you're going to do new GM, new quarterback, you're going to do nothing to coach. So clear out yeah. the house. Why not? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, because there's been some really poor uh, uh, player personnel decisions over the last two or three years with them. If Daniel Jones didn't work out, that's the gamble you make. And Galladay was not the uh, not the well, there's free a- agent to go get. And Evan Ingram hasn't turned out to be what they wanted. It, there's been several mistakes. There's yeah. a there's a quote from Dave Gettleman when he drafted Daniel Jones where he said, "How about this? In three years, come back and ask me how that pick went." Well. Uh, <laughs> Sir, Mr. Gettleman, I would like to. I'm circling back here. It's been three years. Here's here's the knock on the door. (laughs) He's about to get that uh, knock from the owner of the team. The Maras Maras would like to see you, if you don't mind, if you want to walk down the hallway here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I think, does that wrap us up? Well, I mean, so Urban Meyer gets a field goal win in London, and now he's, he's safe. He's good to go, or... No, I think he, I think he's still no. trying to lose his job, and I I think I may have been wrong well, on Brian Flores, and I look really <laughs> wrong on Tua Tungavaloa because he threw an interception yeah. that was right to yeah. a Jacksonville player. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping, and this is you mentioned Flores because because Miami, as I mentioned when uh, early in our podcast this year, I really thought Miami would be better than they are now, and I'm yeah. really. It, it, it's it's disappointing that they're not better, and, and I really thought Agreed. Brian Flores, and he still could be a very good coach. They they've had some tough breaks, uh, but still they should be better than that. It's not that strong a division when you've got the Patriots where they're at, and you've allowed them to get to close to five hundred, and then the Jets, and you, and you're you're down there with them. That's a tough deal, and and it would be a shame if Flores uh, doesn't make it through the season and get another year. I, I well, don't I mean, know who is his guy. To your point, the one win they do have was against the Patriots, where that easily could have been a loss. I think Damian Harris fumbled yeah. when they had the game wrapped up yeah. inside the inside the red zone. So, I, yeah. I think maybe I do think Flores is a good coach. Eventually, you know, a lot of times it takes the second go around for a guy. So I, you might see him go back in to be a D coordinator at New England for a little bit, and then get hired and be the guy. But, but to answer your question, LJ, no, Urban Meyer is not. <laughs> Urban Meyer is still very possibly the first coach fired. I think he wants to be. My conspiracy, again, was that he's trying to be fired, and somehow it didn't work, and then Flores gave him a win. And it was funny. I think Urban Meyer was disappointed after that I, win. They showed after him. After that field goal goes in. Yes. Yeah. He was like, yeah, he oh, wanted to hang dang around it, that lost me at least while. three or four more weeks. <laughs> you heard how good the bars were in London. He wanted to <laughs> hang out a little bit. Yeah, do a little backpacking, I, you know. <laughs> yeah, last thing on coaches, a little prediction here. I, I, I Pete Carroll uh, retires at the end of this year. Uh, That's okay. my prediction. Okay, I think Pete Carroll maybe, retires. Maybe Pete Carroll is one of those coaches that I'm not. I don't have it pulled up right now, but he's one of those that surprises you. He's, a, I think, he's the oldest coach in the NFL. He's older than Bill Belichick, but I mean, because you see him run around and looks like he's younger and acts younger, yeah. 
he's been around for a he is, while. He's seventy so. years yeah. old. Pete Carroll retires. They they sign Russell Wilson, Wilson to another seven or eight years, and Russell Wilson can pick his next coach. That actually makes sense. When Russell starts, you know, throwing those leaks out of, of wanting to be traded, yeah, they might say, "Who would you like to be head coach, Mister Wilson?" Look, Mister Wilson. We'd love for UNCR to come in and take a look at these headshots. Who do you think should be the next head? <laughs> um, let's see. Wrap, let's. I want to move on and talk a little bit of MLB playoffs. So I want to start the preface this with: I am the kind, the typical fan that I didn't watch hardly any regular <laughs> season at all. I was watching some of those. And that game five Giants Dodgers game was fantastic. Mm-hmm. One thing I'll say about baseball fans is, if you have a, a, a diehard team you root for, that has got to be the most stressful sport to watch. Like every pitch <laughs> feels like I, you have to be on the edge yeah. for every. It's like fourth and goal on every single play. It's so it's yeah. so nerve wracking, but it is fun. It's very fun to watch. But like I was watching that Giants game, I was like. Oh, I didn't know Chris Bryant got traded there. Oh, Eva Longoria is still in the in in the league. Oh, look at there. So, that's the kind of fan you're dealing with here. But I wanted to ask you, Tony, is I feel like MLB playoffs more so than any other pro sport is a, a sport where the hot team really. I mean, and we've seen it in football where like the Giants got hot. I think both their Super Bowls are kind of fluky where they got hot and won it. But a lot of times, the best team wins, or one of the best two teams win. I'm just watching what the Red Sox are doing now, and I think a lot of people thought. The Red Sox would just be happy to get in against when they were playing the Yankees. And now LJ brought up for the pod, they're scoring 12 runs, grand slamming, like what, back-to-back innings? Those bats are alive. The pitching's pretty good. Is that typical for baseball that the hot team is really can oftentimes pull it off and and go all the way? Yeah, it actually is. And and one of the reasons for that is, is baseball, especially pro baseball, uh, the level of, of quality of player at each position is so thin. Uh, and it's, it, you know, it's a 162 game season. And in the, in the AL East, you saw that you had Boston and the Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays. It came down to the very last day as who was going to be the two wild cards. Uh, I mean, the last, the 162nd game made the difference of who was in and who was out of the playoffs. And so that's amazing. If you think about that, um, how close you have to be to each other for that to, to occur. And, you know, in baseball, more than any other sport, confidence is such a thing. And, and so when a team gets confident that they are either pitching great or they're hitting great or they can feel any ball that's hit, we're going to catch it, you, you know, it really goes a long way, probably more than any other sport. So, And maybe – you said pro sports. I think college basketball goes that way as well Absolutely. because in college basketball, a team that is confident can go a long way yes. in a tournament. Uh, but in baseball, when you play three out of five, four out of seven, uh, it really is, hey, which one of these guys is playing better right now? And, and some people say, well, normally that means the better team's going to win when you give it a longer period. Yeah, but in a week, if a team's hot, they win four in a row and there's nothing you can do about because they're confident. Well, so, and it's so, yeah. kind of like when the coaching also, like when the, the managers get in a groove of where a team just knows like, up, oh, we, we figured out our entire bullpen where we know our sixth inning guy gets us three outs. And then we, you know, and they sets up their closer perfectly or whatever at, and this, another team you could point to at this same thing is the Atlanta Braves. I just assumed when Acuna went out, like, whatever that was six months ago, I wrote, I forgot yeah. about the Braves even being a team. I was like, well, that's one of the better players in baseball. You don't lose yeah. one of the better players in baseball and 
make a run. And now here they are. Look like they have a real shot. That they just gave yeah. up a win as we're recording this to the Dodgers. And the Dodgers are probably the most talented team, right? I mean, their payroll is humongous. Their payroll is. They do have. They're pretty deep uh, in their their bullpen. Their their pitching is pretty deep. They've got a lot of arms. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. I, I, the Rays were probably the. And I said this a couple weeks ago. I made a bold prediction: the Rays and Brewers would be in the World Series, and they're both out. Uh, <laughs> and as you but, can see, uh, by, no, that's not talking about them. Yeah, they're both. They're yeah, they're there. both out. But uh, the Rays were the were the deepest, but they just ran into a hot uh, Red Sox team, and that, yeah. that's what happens. And and so, uh, you know. Um, uh, you're seeing that now with the Astros. They they've had some very untimely uh, injuries to their starting pitching. Uh, McCullers is out. Uh, Garcia is out. Uh, Granky got uh, chased. Who I I think Granky might be like 68 years old by this time. I don't know. He's been <laughs> it feels like a so decade long. ago where he had a year where he was like sub one ERA for like most yeah, of the year. Or something yeah, yeah. He's now throwing a he's now throwing a 48 mile per hour EFAS pitch. And uh, it's just crazy to watch. But anyway, um, you just never know, right? That's what makes baseball such a great sport. You just never know. But you do hang. That's the best part about baseball. I think you hang on every single pitch. And I watch, you know, I've talked before about, uh, you know, I watched Trevor Richards pitch because he's a a Drury alumni and was a roommate of Prestige Worldwide. But when I watch him pitch, it's like I'm on the edge. Oh, please don't let the don't let the changeup hang. Don't let it hang. And then all of a sudden, it just drops out. The guy strikes out. I watched him uh, strike out Aaron Judge one night, and you're going, yeah. And then two nights later, Giancarlo Stanton put a 480 foot homer on him. You're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, why did he throw that pitch? But uh, you know, it's just such a great game to watch in those in these moments. And this is good. It's a drag over 162 games, no yes. doubt about it. But right now is a great time to watch baseball. My th- another dumb question here: uh, If you have a guy that you can bring in the ninth inning for every game and just know that he's going to go three up, three down, he's just no one can hit him. Why doesn't that guy pitch more innings? <laughs> why, why only? Why why is he not your starter then? And he pitches six innings. Because the thing you got to think about is. Every time he goes out to pitch, he throws 35 or 40 warm-up pitches out in the bullpen. And he's got to get up and he's got to move that arm. So think about this. So here's what I want you to do, Kevin. I want you to go out and I want you to throw a Frisbee 100 times a day. And I want you to do it for seven straight days. And if you make it that far. So after the second day, I want you to come back and tell me, Man, my arm is really sore. All of a sudden, I I couldn't throw that frisbee anywhere. I threw it in the river. I threw it in this this you know pretty young lady's backyard. So I threw it there again. And the third time, she kicked me out. You know, you, you know those things start to happen. So it's it's about the the control of the arm and the safety of that because you just can't do it every night. You, you've got to maintain and 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 pitchers can throw. And here's what they try: pitchers can throw about 120 pitches a week, right? Or every five days, but 120 pitches a week. So if you think about that, if you're throwing 120 pitches a week, you're also throwing 100 pitches to warm up for those 120. So that's 250 times that you're throwing the ball, depending on what what kind of pitch you are, between 90 and 100 miles an hour. And that's a lot of wear and tear. And so you want to be as strong in October as you were in April. So that's the reason you don't see that. What's more important then? 
a really solid starting pitcher that can get me six innings or a badass closer that you just know I can bring in with the one run lead and win. What's more valuable? Well, well the starters get paid a lot. That's what I was going to say. The the market will bear. And, and so uh, uh, I think that's a, a line from uh, Raising Arizona. But um, <laughs> starters make more money because it is tougher to throw 100 pitches every five days. Uh, and it is tougher to throw 100 quality pitches every five days. But you do see frontline closers like Mariana Rivera, um, uh, the the guy uh, Ramirez, I think, for the Yankees. I'm, I'm probably getting that wrong. Um, but you see frontline closers, about 10 or 12 of them in the in the major leagues, that can go out and throw 95 to 100 miles an hour every other night. They're going to get paid that kind of money too. Uh, what what baseball has gotten to is they've got guys that can throw 25 or 30 pitches every two or three games and be effective. And when you've got eight or 10 of those guys, you've got a really, really good bullpen. And that's what baseball has kind of um, uh, morphed into is those are the kind of guys you have. And then offensively, everybody is swinging for power right now. There's Everybody swings for power. And so you've got guys that are two, batting 240, 250, meaning they're getting a hit one out of every four or five times they go to bat, but every third hit they get is a double or a home run. And so it's it's really different. So it, it, to answer your question, the guy that can go out throw six innings every five days and stay under three, that's the one that's most important. But you'll take a bunch of guys that can throw you 25. But the problem with that guy is you turn into – you're paying Clayton Kershaw a whole lot of money, and if he gets shelled in the first two innings – Hell Yeah. <laughs> Or if he's not even playing like he is right now because he's hurt. Welcome to baseball, my friend. (laughs) And that's just how baseball goes. That's Um, right. It's almost like going uh, pitching the ball to Alvin Kamara and saying, oh, please, Lord, don't let us bring an ankle. I need it for next week. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Was there anything else sports-related, LJ, that you wanted to get into? I know we we might have a Portland story from Uncle Tony. I mean, we might, we could, I just want to, I want to get on that take though, that baseball has the most like fluky hot teams win. I don't know if I buy that at all. I feel like football feels that way. And definitely March Madness feels that way. Um, hockey. Oh. Well, so that's why I did insane. clarify it with pro. Cause I was trying to take out March Madness, even though you think about it, March Madness does get the upsets, but not often does that Cinderella team. That's fair. They will make That's it to the fair. Final Four every now and then. I, I would say the, usually the NBA the generally the best team wins. That that feels pretty true to me, right? Do you agree with that? For the most part, but then again, it does seem like an injury every year. Like sure. The Nets, I think, were the best year, best team last year, and James Harden and Kyrie Irving both got hurt. But I think I think the NFL, MLB, um, those are both pretty similar levels of a hot team can do a lot of damage. The NFL because it's single elimination, yeah. and the MLB because it's you know you you've got these numbers based off of 192 games or whatever, and then it's seven game series, five game series or whatever. So it's it can be a little bit hot teams there, like Tony's saying, you get four games in a row. But the NHL is crazy. The NHL, I mean, you got eight seeds winning the the tournament on the True, regular. the NHL is probably, and that's probably coming at where I don't watch it mm-hmm. as much, but you're right. I, I've definitely seen eight seeds where I'm like, as a fan of other sports, where I see them in the Western Conference Finals or the semifinals mm-hmm. or whatever, and I'm like, eight yeah. seed? And it happens more often. It's not just like a blip. It happens mm-hmm. every yeah. time. Yeah. Well, and I tell you what, and I watch a little bit of hockey, but uh, LJ is right. And there is no sport, and you could say NFL with a quarterback, but there's no sport that has a more important player than hockey and the goalie. When a goalie gets hot, 
when a goalie gets hot and that confidence level rises, he can he just stops anything. Mm-hmm. You saw that with the Blues a couple of years ago. Rookie a rookie goalie yeah. gets in there and just shuts everybody yeah. down. Just was hot. Yeah. And I think the NHL you can you can see the Golden Knights their yeah. first year in the league mm-hmm. they make it to the to the to Stanley Cup Finals. And so a goalie gets hot in the NHL. Watch out. Yep. That's interesting. If uh, a longer discussion on the most important, I think still probably quarterbacks the most important position. But you are dead right. Like a goalie gets hot, and all of a sudden that team, and maybe that's another thing. Like you're talking about baseball, where the 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 level of difference between the really good players and the and the average players isn't maybe too like just each teams are pretty all pretty good. So when one team has a goalie that is that guy, it can yeah. carry you through. I, I do yeah. think LJ, you're probably right. Base, NHL is probably the sport where I, I don't want to call it fluky. Yeah, but fluky just, is the wrong word, be, but it's 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 a hot team. It's a it's a it's a temperature check is the playoffs as opposed to. Yeah. Uh, and I, yeah. the reason I take the NFL, the NFL does have teams every every so often that do it, but a lot of times it does end up being the Chiefs versus the Bucks, where I think those were, if not the two best teams last year, two of the top yeah. four. I think yeah. oftentimes you get two of the. Well, I think that's the thing is I think there's like this tier system in the NFL where like there are definitely like every year, like you just named off something like six teams that uh, that all have potential to win the Super Bowl. Now, which one of those is the best? I think it's really hard to determine with the number of games that we we just sat there and argue between three through six. Yeah. Um, Here's a here's something for the IT department. How many wildcard teams have made the Super Bowl in the last 10 years? Uh, in the NFL, I bet it's the Giant. Well, I don't last ten years. I can't remember when the I, Giants' last one was. I bet it's a lot. How many wild card teams have been in the Super Bowl over the last ten years? <laughs> and I'll bet you find it's more than I. I will bet it's more than half, at least more than half. Well, so how if does not, that? How does that? We, how do we travel that? And this is something we might actually have a Were little discussion in another podcast. Were the Bucks a wild card team? I think they ended up being a wild card team at eleven and five. Which was last year, the first year. The is this the first year where it was one team gets the? Buy? This is the year. I think this is the first year. Yeah. This is the first year. Yeah. Uh, I, I I wonder where we. How do we compare that? Like wild card team? Does that compare to a team in the NHL who's a four five seater lower? Well, was there eight eight teams per conference? qualify so it's a 16 team playoff and so you have three divisions and then you have uh five wild cards or something like that because the reason in the nfl you can make the argument is it is just one game instead of a series where if you just have a quarterback who's off that day or gets hurt or something then i just like i just like who's winning the Smythe division i just love saying the Smythe division that's just so cool (laughs) who's who's winning the Smythe division um, have you ever seen while IT's looking that up? I, I just want to touch on this. Have you ever seen a fall from grace quicker than Ed O at, at LSU? No, no, I think I've ever seen a fall from grace <laughs> as much as that. He he went from the possibly a, a, arguably the best team of all time and top yeah. five college football team of all time, and then like I think it's two years later, three years later, he's him and the team have mutually decided to part ways, and there's rumors. It kind of sounds like Ed O got his ring. And got yeah. a lot of money and got a pretty big buyout and was kind of on easy street. Yeah. And may or may, yeah, there's just some, there's some rumors. So, you can look them up if you want to look them up. Yeah. <laughs> should we mention, should we mention the gas station rumor? I, I just think that is. Have Go you ahead. Heard the gas station Go rumor? Go ahead. Okay, I've heard so, a lot of the rumors of the visitors he's had at the LSU 
uh, well, campus. Well, so so here's what I here's what I heard was the final straw. Is there were rumors about this other stuff and and I'm anyway. So he's at a gas station and he sees a woman and it's the woman's story and, and I read this online. So he says to the woman, "Hey, you look very nice." And she says, "Thank you." He says, "What are you doing later?" And she says, "Sorry, not interested." He said, "Oh, uh, really?" And she said, "Yeah, I'm married." He said, "Well, why does that matter?" And she said, "I'm married and pregnant." And <laughs> he says, "Well, it's okay by me." And, <laughs> and so, so she she says, "No, thank you," and drives off. She just happens to be the wife of a high-ranking LSU administrator. And so she goes home and says, you're not going to believe what just happened. And one thing led to another. Well, the good thing so. is Ed O doesn't really stand out. You know, he doesn't have a recognizable <laughs> voice. So it's, it's not no, likely no. she knew who it was. Yeah, you couldn't tell. Everybody talked like that. Not out well, Ed O did get, a, I think, an $18 million buyout. He's oh, yeah. Get, he's, he's doing fine. fine. And it, so fine. I think the... I don't know why that this is getting here again. Cause I, if we had any Aggie fans, we might not anymore, but I just have to point out that I think it's very likely Jimbo Fisher ends up being the next coach of LSU because did you see, they gave him some crazy extension for like 10 years, which I did. He already had like seven years on his deal. So I didn't know why they extended it and they gave him a ton of money, but there's zero million. There's no money for the buyout. He can be bought out and not have to pay anything to a oh, and M. And he has said that he has said the quote where I fully intend to coach Texas A&M throughout my contract. And I, I've heard a lot of coaches say what That's they fully the intend sign, to right? do. That's and why I, Joe Judge is getting fired is because he said we need to fix stuff. But um, I have heard that the Michigan State coach is in line for that. And I don't know if he has LSU ties. I, well, I, I think he's just in line for all the big jobs are going to give him a call. Yeah. Mel Tucker, I think is his name. I think everyone yeah. just really, really loves him. And, and he's doing Cincinnati really guy. well with Michigan State. And Michigan State, I don't think, is that yeah. talented. The yeah. Cincinnati guy is a hot name, but I kind of think – He's an Ohio State guy, and I think he kind of wants to see if Ryan Day tries to make the NFL jump ever and then go huh. take the Ohio State job. But huh. there is some big jobs. There's the USC Open, which I know they haven't been that great, but it's still a big-time big, big time job. And LSU, say what you will, I think it's arguably it's a, a top-five job. I mean, I, I think the only difference between LSU and Alabama is Nick Saban right now. I mean, if Nick Saban was at LSU, they'd be what Alabama is right now. And he was, and they yeah. did. And so, uh, yeah, no, LSU is definitely a top five job, no doubt. Uh, I have some speculation. It's not speculation. It's not like I have sources or anything. But I have, uh, you heard it here first. If you're still sticking around, just know in about a, less than a year this will happen. You'll go, damn, I remember someone said that. They predicted that. Well, it was Kevin. Uh, <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders will sign Dabo Sweeney from Clemson wow. and trade for – Deshaun Watson Deshaun and Watson. bring the Dabo wow. Deshaun combination. We know Mr. Mark Davis does not mind some ne- negative publicity as long as it's publicity. Ooh. He likes to win. Those two have done a lot of winning. And I think Sweeney's had a lot of talk about it. He's not a big fan of college players getting paid in the transfer portal. And Clemson's kind of having a tough year That's this true. year. Just, just keep that one tucked away. There you go. I like it. And last thing I heard, Happy endings were legal in Las Vegas. I knew it couldn't be coming. So Deshaun wouldn't be having any trouble out there. So 
LJ, just to check in, did IT have IT has got on... the stats on football for wildcard teams that have made it to the Super Bowl in the last 10 years. Let's uh, hear One, and it was the Buccaneers. Um, <laughs> now, and since, That's great. since the wildcard has uh, started as a, Thanks, as a concept, IT. there have been 11 teams come from the wildcard to go to the Super Bowl, and uh, it looks like uh, seven of them have won it, so... Uh, if a wildcard team Wait, makes so that it, eleven total, but how long has it been a concept? Since the seventy, since nineteen seventy. So eleven teams since nineteen seventy. Most oh. of those teams win the Super Bowl. If a wildcard team makes it to the Super Bowl, they've got a great shot at winning. But um, it is a I much don't. longer shot than I thought it was. Well, I apologize to all the Just Press Play listeners. But for act, well, Tony, that you just there, you but... just taught the Just Press Play. Yeah, we learned something. something. If a wildcard yeah. team gets to the Super Bowl. Think about betting them. Think about yeah, it. There you go. That when they get there, there they're tough. Uh, That's right. what I was thinking about. That <laughs> was it. Yeah. Sometimes I will say this uh, as someone who spent a lot of time with the, the IT department. Every now and then when you have a theory, it doesn't yeah. always help to have IT with <laughs> that. <laughs> <true. laughs> Absolutely. Um, let's wrap this bad boy up with, do we, we you were, you've done a little traveling. We might get a water yeah. drinking, but I know we had a Portland yeah. story. Yeah. So for what we're drinking as, a, as an aviation. What we were drinking. What we were <laughs> drinking is an aviation, which is a good transition drink for me. It's a gin drink, but we're moving from summer into fall and fall into winter so uh it's a good it's gin is always a good transition uh uh liquor and so it's a it's a classic with uh with gin maraschino cherry liqueur uh cream de violette which gives it a nice purple color and a brandy cherry and and uh lemon juice it's a wonderful drink it's a good transition drink to get yourself in there it's one of the very few gin drinks that is shaken and not stirred ah. uh, because of the citrus. And so it takes away some of the botanical that you get in gin. But it's a, it's a very smooth, if you're if you're new to gin and want to try something, I, I recommend it highly. But the the creme, de Vi- creme de violet is sometimes hard to find. But uh, if you get it, you got to make it with aviation, for an right. aviation. So there you go. So here so here's my Portland story. So All we've right. been traveling over the last couple of weeks. And um uh, so we were in Portland this weekend and, and visiting uh, my wife's uh, uh, brother and, and his wife. Great people. And, and I, they said they're going to listen to the podcast because I gave them the gave them the address and they may be subscribers nice. now. So thanks, guys. Really great people. We had a wonderful time. Just fantastic. Love Portland. So, But here's the thing. So if, if I spell the word C-O-U-C-H, what word is that? Couch. Couch. Couch, right? And you pronounce it I couch, yeah. right? Yeah. Every time. Okay. So apparently in apparently <laughs> in Portland, that is not how you pronounce it. And in Portland, couch, that word is pronounced cooch. Oh no, it's not. No, so it's not. <laughs> I don't accept yep, it. <laughs> nope. No, it is pronounced cooch. So are cooch you sure Street, you weren't someone wasn't just I, like messing nope, with you? Like you had nope, one too many aviations nope, and they're like, I'm not told you about I said, Where are we going? And we're going to this brewery. <laughs> That's down on Cooch. And I said, wait, what? <laughs> I don't there know. There are a lot of red lights on that street. That fr- <laughs> we're not that friendly. And so it's like, no, it's it's pronounced Cooch. And I said, you're shitting me. It is not. And so what happened, what had happened was, is then all of a sudden, if you find yourself in that situation where you find a pun like that, it's all of a sudden things start to become funny and you start thinking about things. Cooch. Hmm. <laughs> so hi, Hanks Fine Furniture. Come on down and find some new cooch. <laughs> Do you want a big cooch, 
small cooch? Do you want a cooch with a love seat or do you want a reclining cooch? Oh, buddy. And so all of a sudden, it's every, we just could not keep the straight face. And I'm surprised I could do it now because oh you just God. get the giggles. And so here we are on this, this rooftop and we start talking about, well, so I wonder if I should consider myself a cooch potato, you know? And it's like, I don't know. I need to, you know, and all of a sudden. You ever sudden, don't have a place to like stand you go cooch surfing? Cooch surfing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's so, right. I'm going to sleep on the cooch. And not to not to try to deter you away from the conversation <laughs> you're currently having, but I thought you were going to go somewhere when you said like how do you pronounce and you were going to spell something out. I thought so. I've had some friends like I've had someone I met that was from Ohio, and they their name was B E N. How do you pronounce B E N? Ben. Ben. Well, that's we were pronouncing it incorrect because we were pronouncing it Ben. It's Ben. Ben. ben, because we were pronouncing it as told by me to them. We were pronouncing it like B I N, like a recycling bin. It's not a bin. Their name is Ben. ben. Uh, and I've heard people named Sarah will say the same, same thing. It's like, it's not Sarah. I can't remember the pronoun, the, the like right Sarah? way. They said we pronounce it wrong. Sarah. Sarah. I think it's Sarah. Wrong. No, but incorrect. we were pronouncing it wrong. And incorrect. so I th- that's where I thought Tony was going. But <laughs> couch is definitely well, couch. There's no way couch is cooch. None of this is correct. They're all wrong. I, I, as the officiant of the English language, do not accept any of these pronunciations. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I was there with. The I'm taking this to the um, I'm taking this to the ums, but ombudsman. And it's pronounced Cooch Street. So you're hanging out on Cooch. So where are you where are you headed? Well, I'm going down on Cooch. <laughs> you know, it's like what you, you can't you know, say that. Yeah. <laughs> We didn't give the we did give the preference the preference I can't speak but we did give the the heads up earlier that the Portland conversation should probably be after the dogs and kids yeah the to dogs sleep. and kids we probably should have gave that warning again before we actually yeah, got into the because this yeah, was in the car I just yeah, I just picture mind. like someone's little kid in the back of the car just going cooch where's the cooch where's the cooch so for all y'all in Sweden I know we have the e there next to the you know next to the um podcast but tonight's is a double <laughs> it's a double, a double e, e. Double but, e. but actually no it's not because we're just talking yeah, it's about just, it's just coaches yeah just hanging out on cooch you know all right i think Can't get that enough of about wraps it up i do want to give a shout out to pops actually this past weekend i went to a wedding and he was officiating officiating it and he did a great job it was really good and also while i'm giving a shout out to the wedding let's give out a shout out to the actual people that got married Dylan and Brittany good Maddox. Peeps. Good peace. Shout out to them. Good for them. Yeah, they're they're good friends good of the pod. So we want to say congratulations to them, and also shout out to Pops for not screwing up the wedding since he yeah. since he played a big part. Correct. And can I call him Doctor Lift officially now? Is he a doctor of something or? Is, well, I or think Reverend, it's possible he could be starting. Uh, he could be starting a new church, the Church of Liftism. It <laughs> oh, could be boy. happening. I, I heard it's in the works, but that's, that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> I've been a member of that for a long time. <laughs> All right. I think that wraps us up. Make sure if you're not already keeping up with us on social media, we're on Facebook and Twitter. You just type in just press play podcast and make sure if you're not subscribe to us, wherever you get your podcast, subscribe and download rate and review. It really helps. I think that does it for this week, guys. Right, peace. Peace. Right, peace By the way, we don't, we don't have to talk about Gruden on the podcast unless somebody wants to, but I do think like,
they also knew about these Gruden emails in June of 2021. So uh, they specifically waited until week five to start putting them out. I mean, if that's not a shot against the Raiders organization, I don't know what it is. So we'll see what happens. There's no way Mark Davis is ever getting out of the Raiders. That's just no, I just don't. That's like I mean, telling Jerry Jones is going to dump the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's going to end up being Mark Davis versus Dan Snyder. And, and neither of them are going to Davis Heritage. He's going to Davis Heritage. Yeah, he got the voodoo. <laughs> if anyone could have been kicked out of the NFL, it would have been Al Davis. <laughs> would have been. That's, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. I saw somebody said well. that their take on it was that that must mean that Mark Davis is literally the only person that Dan Snyder doesn't have blackmail on. <laughs> man, Mark Davis is... Y'all got to teach Lifford how to fly. 